Block Group. I'm your host, Tayshawn Graham. And in this episode, got a very special guest. This is my guy. We came here back together in 2019. Was a 21-22 men's volleyball team's rookie of the year. We got Thomas Wrigley. Tom, my guy, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing well. How you doing, Tejan? I'm good, man. I can't complain. It's nice weather outside right now. Hopefully, it stays that way as long as possible. And, you know, winter last year was, uh, I'm not going to talk about winter, bro. But now, nah, but let's get right to it. At the time of this recording, it's second day back of school. The vibe in the school is pretty kind of pretty it's kind of kind of back to our first year where like everything's really back in person there's a lot of people back on campus like with you being back as well like can you kind of feel the difference in the vibe because saying the last two years has really been online and our whole second year was completely online because of COVID yeah man I like going to campus I had three classes yesterday so I was up there the whole day and just the whole vibe like this school is alive again (laughs) uh it's the best way to say it like even so I had an 8.30 class, I was driving up College Drive on my way to school and there were at like 15 cars ahead of me and we were all driving like 40 up just because like it, it was nuts how busy it was. And at the gym, like I think I saw you at the gym there that day too. And like yeah. gyms packed, hallways are packed. Like it's crazy to see so many faces and so many new faces, but also it's nice because the small school vibe like I see the same faces every day too right. you know what I mean like I see the right. same people multiple times a day so that's nice too and you know it's crazy too you know it's back too because the last couple of years like the people are cars like it was very easy to find a parking spot now it's impossible I find yeah. a car now and it's hard it literally every day it's hard for me to find a parking spot but that's yeah. when you know the school's back so yeah for sure I mean, now that we're back, is there anything you're looking to kind of do this year in terms of like, if there's any events, if there's anything particular to do, like just, just anything. Cause like, it's been, like I said, it's been two years. Like, it's just super exciting to be back. So like, I know when we first came in, there was like, we kind of had the expectation of what our university experience was going to be like. Obviously COVID really altered that for us the last couple of years. So like, is there anything in particular looking to possibly do this year, any events, any, anything you might try to do this year now that we're back? Yeah, for sure. Um, I found I found with my first year where everything was more normal at the beginning, like pre-COVID, I found I had a lot of fun that first year. And then second, third year, when when all the COVID stuff happened and there was not much to do, I was losing a lot of my interest in coming here to North Bay. But now that everything's back, I am finding myself having a lot more fun. Uh, some of the stuff that I, I'm looking forward to just getting back into is hanging out with like, like all my teammates and my friends going out. Like um, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is hopefully having the student center bar open up because oh my gosh. being in there, like it's, it's a really cool, um, really cool setting. And I hope that they make use of that this year. Cause otherwise like it'll be kind of unfortunate if I don't get to make any use of that in my years here. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you like firsthand, like and even people listen, a new base got some stuff planned with that this year. So like super exciting. Um, hopefully with COVID permitting, like things opening back up. I know firsthand that there's gonna be some stuff there this year. So praying, super exciting. Like I said, I think like you said, I know a lot of people have either yet to see the student center or have got a short glimpse of it just because of COVID. But like I know like once it's fully open, I know like there's gonna be a lot of stuff that this year that's gonna be super exciting. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um yeah, I want to talk about COVID for a second, because obviously, like I said, we both came into there in 2019. Fortunately, my first year, I got to this opportunity to play. I know you were registered a bit. And then obviously going to the next season, you were looking to finally take that step. And then COVID hit and there was no season. So for two years, 
you didn't play. How hard was that? Uh, you know, first year, it wasn't so bad because I, I knew what I was getting into, uh, signing up as like a red shirt. Um, and it was more just a development year for me because I wasn't, I, I knew from training with the teammates, uh, that I wasn't quite at the OUA level yet. Uh, so that was, that wasn't that bad for me. Uh, but then second year it was a little bit tough not being on the court like we were we were practicing a lot and kind of really hoping for a season and I saw a lot of improvements in my in my playing ability as well so I was really looking forward to the season and then once uh we found out the season got canceled it was kind of it was really a disappointing and then once everything shut down after we got that whole COVID spread throughout the university that was also quite frustrating so um Honestly, I I can't say that I felt like like super let down or anything. I'm kind of uh, for the people that know me well, I'm a really optimistic guy. Right. Uh, like I I really try not to look on the bad side and focus on the negatives. Um, I so I was really it made me hungrier for the next year, you know. Like which uh, I think I. I came out a little bit this year or this past season and really showed my like potential, but I think I, I'm nowhere near my ceiling yet. So. I know a lot of people kind of went through different situations during COVID, um, you know, mental state, people picked up new hobbies. Um, let's take, let's talk about the mental side for a second. Like I said, the year before you didn't play, then you, you just said you felt like you improved and then you did, there was no season again, same with all of us. How was your mental state at the time? Because obviously with online school and like I said, you didn't play, like there's a lot of times where people can kind of lose the love or kind of just not be into it. So like, how would you describe your mental state during that 2020, 21 season that we didn't yeah. have? Um, it was, I, I can't say it was really bad. I think I, I didn't look at the whole big picture uh, situations because I find when I look at things in from a more like retrospective point of view, sometimes I do get a little bit uh, like gloomy and uh, uh, turn to the downsides a little bit, but uh, I kind of just took everything day to day, just focused on school, uh, tried to get any sort of like workouts I, I, in that I could, whether it was like, you know, like with cinder blocks and dumbbells or like in my basement, just doing uh, basically like plyometric stuff or, uh, anything that I could do without weights, um, and calisthenics and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of just took it day to day so that I could not like, like look at the big picture too much and get focused on the negatives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, with COVID, it was super easy to kind of focus on the negatives because every time you look on your phone and look on TV, it was really slapped with like, the COVID numbers are going up or this is new variant or watch out for this. Like it, it was easy to get negative, but like, I'm really glad to hear like people like yourself were able to kind of see the bright side and say, okay, hopefully this doesn't last forever. Like it's only a matter of time before things kind of get back. And it's just exciting to see like, we're hopefully starting to get back to the normal that we had our first year. Yeah. And that being said, I do want to mention too, like uh, in my, in my life, I've been really fortunate to uh, not experience a lot, a lot of, issues with like mental like health uh or mental health issues um i've been very fortunate to uh be sort of in the clear uh with that sort of uh situation but i did find like 
and I think as well as everybody, uh, like in the first initial lockdowns when I was more at home uh, at the end of March 2020, going into like sort of the beginning of summer, right. I did feel I, like because I'm not I'm not always positive all the time, right? But uh, who is? <laughs> it was during it was during that sort of area that I I think I felt like more more sort of like uh, I, I'd call it depression, I guess, because it was like more in like it was like a two or three week span of uh, like, just like, like, when's this going to end? Like kind of like um, pessimistic looking at, uh, at sort of life, wondering if it's ever going to end and uh, wondering what life's going to be like after it. So uh, like it, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows or anything, but yeah. uh, it was, uh, it got a lot better as soon as I got back to school and I could see my, see my teammates, see my friends and, you know, living in a household with guys my age as well. So. Yeah. Your team is, let's, let's talk about that for a second, Oscar. I think it's important. Your team has been very vocal about, you know, with mental health, you know, obviously my guy Devin did the mental health form last year. Um, when you obviously, you talked about it just now, but obviously you never really went through mental health situations before, similar to myself, when you kind of went through that and obviously with your team being so, um, kind of passionate about mental health. You guys do November, which does really well every year. Would you say that kind of gave you really an opportunity? A lot of times when you come to university, like you're trying to figure out, okay, what's my niche or what can I do? Or how can I kind of explain my story? What, how can I do to get involved? Would you say that was kind of an opportunity for you to really get involved because now you really have something you can talk about that's important that your teammates really relate to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that growing up like I grew up in a really small town like 7,000 people uh and uh I grew up in uh, a Catholic family so uh and like my family would like we would go to church every Sunday pretty much up until I was in high school so right. uh, I grew up a little bit shell like not a little bit a pretty sheltered um so from that whole side of the world and that being said, uh, mental health is still an emerging conversation, right? And topic that people are becoming more open to discuss. Uh, but I think growing up, I never really saw that side of things. So university being in this environment where everybody's becoming more open about their mental health and uh, people are always, they're more, for, more so there for you when you are struggling it's been an eye-opening experience for me. And I think it's been um, a really important uh, thing for me to experience so that I can um, change how I was before. Because I think before university, I was more uh, like closed off to sharing my feelings and uh, listening to other people's feelings. But, you know, now having that, uh, having the perspective that I think a lot of people are gaining now, uh, it's helped me to become like a better person and be more expressive as well as being more receptive. Man, that's awesome. And honestly too, I always say like, especially with the guys, I guess we're going to do five or six years at Nimbus Singh, when I talk about all the time in the podcast, when you come in as 18, 19 years old and you leave like 24, 25, like that's a big chunk of your life where you're growing, right? I know some of the guys on your team last year said, I think your coach, I think told Mason was on your last year, said like you spent a fourth of your life at Nipissing. 
right? Like, so like you're going, you're going to go through ups and downs. And I think the beauty about university and being away from home is that you learn so many different perspectives. Like you talk about you, things that you might not have seen before back home. Like now you're exposed to different things, different people, like different experiences. And, and I'm just really glad and I'm really appreciative that you came and talked about that because like, I think it's important for people to hear that because not everyone's always open about, okay, and I'm admitting, hey, like I haven't seen some stuff before. I didn't know this. And like the fact that you're open about it and went to learn really shows your character. So I really do appreciate that. So let, let's switch the gears a little bit. So 2020-21 was a no-go, no season. We did end up having 21-22 season last season, and that was kind of finally your opportunity to play. At the time, how excited were you to finally get the opportunity to play, especially since you guys had a really good team going into the season? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was I was super pumped going into the beginning of the season. Uh, we we had some preseason games, you know. I was kind of kind of just getting my footing on the court because um, any any athlete will attest to the fact that your first time stepping onto a, the court in a university athletic setting, like the amount of like, unless you're like the, the, the player, like you're, it's a lot, it's a lot for sure. Um, very overwhelming and it's a lot of pressure. So uh, like preseason was awesome. I think I held my own in a way for being a rookie. Um, but then, uh, it was the practice before our first game, our first season game. We were going to go to Trent for a double header, and yeah. we were practicing the Friday that we were going to leave. So literally, like, serve and pass, and then leaving for Trent in a few hours after that. And yeah. in the serve and pass, I sprained my ankle, which was yeah super upsetting because Trent would have been a really great first game right. for me to sort of like. Uh, find my groove in the season and sort of like make an appearance in the OUA. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, pretty, pretty bad ankle sprain. I, that left me out for uh, Trent. And then I was kind of getting back healthier, playing a little bit when we, when York came to Nipissing to play, yeah. but coach wanted to, wanted me to not play at all that game and like risk furthering my injury, but also, on the other side of things, uh, he didn't want anybody to have any game film on me so that I could like go into the Ryerson game and be sort of a new player that nobody's seen before. Right. And nobody could uh, predict sort of what what I was going to be doing on the court. So, um, yeah, moving into the season, I was super excited. And uh, yeah. Like what you've been hearing so far? Make sure to follow us on IG at Lakers Locker Room and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it, where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast. Part two of the Lakers Locker Room starts now. Last year, you guys got to an amazing start. I think 6-0. I think you guys were ranked. Omar Khan hit, which was a huge disaster at the time. But obviously, you guys were able to finish out your season and get a playoff berth. How would you say, and you talked about just now, but like in terms of throughout the whole season, how much would you say you grew and, or which part of your game would you say improved the most as the season went on? Um, see, that's a funny question because I think as the season went on, I kind of digressed a little bit and you can see that like I, uh, as, I as we continued games, I think 
I was, I, I think I didn't see it as much personally, but just making small mistakes that uh, I shouldn't be making. And then that's when my, my playing time sort of like petered off. Um, so I think I maybe didn't, uh, I think the, the small mistakes side of things uh, was the thing that I digressed in, which led ultimately led to my uh, less playing time in the second half of the season. But um, I think my confidence went up, which was good. Uh, you know, like the, just the more time you can spend on the court with the guys playing against a team that's not your own is uh, like the more experience you build up, which means the more level-headed you're going to remain in future games, right? So it's, uh, it's like you said before, like you can't be too high. You can't be too low, right? Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta play right in the middle. You gotta find right. Like the peak of that, uh, what was it? Like the curve, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah. the performance curve. Right. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's honestly shout out to like my guy, Shen. That's what he told me when I was a rookie, like never get too high, never get too low. And would you say that was kind of like the biggest lesson you kind of learned throughout that time? Because like I said, we want, I always talked about it. like when you go, when you're an athlete, like, or especially when you're going to your first year, like you kind of have the expectations, especially if you're the guy or the girl in high school. And then you're coming to a new setting where people are older than you, people have more experience than you. And sometimes it takes you a while to kind of get comfortable to OUA level. Like you said, that first time, so even for me, like my first game was against Queens and that was a pretty nerve wracking experience. It was pretty, you're nervous. So like, would you say that's probably the biggest lesson you learned during that time in terms of never getting too high, never getting too low during that slump? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was definitely one of them. I, yeah, and I think never taking, never taking your, like your starting position for granted. Yeah. So like never, never expecting to play, uh, you know, cause every, every practice is an audition. Like that's, that's what my coach always says. And it's true, especially when you have a deep lineup. Right. Like, especially like I think this year we're going to have a bit of a deep lineup in the middle and on the outside uh, and even in setting and liberals, we're going to, I think we're going to have a really deep lineup all over the place. Like if somebody's, it's going to be whoever practices the best and warms up the best right before the game. And then coach isn't going to know the starting lineup until like he writes it down on that paper. He sees everybody warm up. Right. So no, I'm not that. That was another thing too. Like even like just at the time as a court, like last night during our practice, like we had a speech at the end talking about like don't get comfortable, because like, and even I can speak out of my own personal experience last year. Like even though I was a third year, just like yourself, like I think so maybe a, a little bit, a little bit like kind of being like the older one of the older guys, like you kind of naturally get comfortable. But then I I learned like that kind of bit me in the butt because at then I only played like 12 minutes throughout last season. And looking back, there was times where I felt like I could have played, but I was comfortable and I can't, right? And now that I'm in my fourth year now, our senior, and there's like new guys coming on the team, like I got to bring it every day. And like, I learned from that because you're not, you, like nothing's, nothing is, is guaranteed, right? Like, well, even, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, the biggest thing that I, like huge example of that was uh, we had, we had, so we had like nine, I think, uh, new recruits coming in this year to come play. Each one of them all so hungry for their spot on the team to prove their worth, right? Good. And we had 
quite a few returning players that uh, were asked to try out for our team. So uh, ultimately, and there were there were like maybe five walk on walk on tryout people. Um, and so ultimately, we had a tryout. There were nineteen people there, wow. and I think nine people were going to make it or something. And uh, really, so yeah, so. We, we ended up cutting, we ended up keeping all the new recruit players. Okay. And the three guys that were cut that weren't walk-ons were, two of them were third years and one of them was a second year. So like, just goes to show like, you can, you can never get too comfortable. Nothing's guaranteed. Uh, yeah. So like yeah, really, really eye-opening and it left a huge like shock all over the team but coach explained it to it's like he said it to us right after uh the practice later on that night he was saying like when he goes out to recruit he is his main goal is to improve the program right and ultimately that's what it's about you're here to make the program better and if you're not making the program better you're a piece that will be removed and replaced with a better piece. Right. Like, like it's all, it's, it's not about Business. the, yeah, it's about the program. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, it, it is about the individual as well, but like, yeah, ultimately the program is what lives on forever. Right. Your time here is limited. No, that's true. That's one thing Shannon told me is once again, my first about to Shannon, like it's a business, right? Like people get replaced all the time. It was the same thing I heard with the soccer team, a couple guys that, I personally know that were there, not, not even during my first year, but like during COVID years, tough, like a couple of years, not on the team no more, same thing. So it's just for people listening right now, especially for first years, like your spot's not safe. Even if you're second, third, fourth, like your spot's not safe. So I'm really glad you shared that though, but let's let's continue talking about this upcoming season. So you talked about it by now, but how excited are you to get this season started? Like talk about the pieces you guys have, like how was, training and practice been going for you guys so far like how's the chemistry matching with the team uh so we have a lot of new guys this year right like i've said uh so i think the chemistry is still in the works to make sure like because in previous years we've we as a team have been very very tightly knit and uh worked well really like connected really well together so having these new guys in, not that it's a bad connection, but it's just a new connection. So that'll take some time to sort of like even everything out. But um, I think that playing this year, like we're going to have a really deep team. Like I said, like we have, right. we have three really good liberos. We've got uh, two season setters, a new guy that has a lot of potential. Uh, we have, a lot of really talented outside hitters and a lot of really good middles, like some season middles. Our our newest middle came from the Australia Australian under twenty national team. Like a lot of height too. Like we got we got a six foot ten guy now, and the Australian guys like six foot eight or something like that. Like wow, I don't know. We got we got a lot of uh, a lot of potential, I think, for this season. So. Uh, for any other OUA teams uh, watching this podcast, uh, watch out. We're <laughs> coming for you this year. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm really excited. I think we're going to have a very strong team. I think it's going to, I think we're going to finish uh, at least as well as we did last year. And I think uh, we're hungry for it. So uh, 
yeah, every every practice is going to be an audition, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting year. So nice, nice. I like to hear that. In terms of you personally, obviously you're coming off winning the 21-22 Rookie of the Year. Um, which I talked about in the part the episode before or last week in terms of like. I know, I know I was talking about hockey girls like and Dominic Dominico talked about the sophomore slump. And obviously, we're not trying to have the sophomore slump. So what are you looking to hopefully improve or add to the team this year that may have been different from last year to hope for a better result for the team? Yeah, so I think, I think one of my goals uh, in terms of like not necessarily playing specifically, but uh, on the court in general is I want to fill a bit of a leadership role um, because – having Mason Blay, Liam Ludlow, Eric Ellison, uh, honestly, all those guys, Randy, Pat, they're all huge leaders in their own way. Um, and I think that's one of the things that it's noticeable that we're lacking this year. So I want to try and hopefully fill, uh, attempt to fill those shoes in some ways, uh, in my own ways as well. But uh, that's one of the things I'm I'm trying to work on the most. And then in terms of my own game on the court, um, I think uh, my biggest my biggest weaknesses that I'm looking to improve on is my defense. Uh, my, uh, I think sometimes I can be too aggressive on my blocking and results to like net hits, which isn't very great. Uh, obviously automatic point loss and then my ball control in general. So I've been trying to play a lot of beach volleyball uh, this last summer and in the future as well. So, cause I find beach volleyball, one of the most important parts of it is ball control. And then since there's only two players on the court, you have to be good on defense when they're swinging at you. So um, hopefully that will, uh, that will translate into my game this year, but just keep working on it on practices and making sure like, nobody really likes defense well i i don't like defense practices or ball control practices right like i like the practices where i get to like dump balls on the other side of the court right. but um i think it's just going to be finding my focus in those defensive and ball control practices and really trying to make the most out of those to make myself a better player in those areas and sort of even out my playing ability I love that um, you brought the leadership too, because I think now that we're both our fourth years, I think we kind of have an opportunity to really give back to the younger guys, just because we've been through the rope the last through the realms the last three years. Um, I'll definitely give you an opportunity right now because um, with school starting back up, you know you're an academic all Canadian. You've obviously played. Um, what's your advice for student athletes listening to right now on terms of how to really manage being a student and athlete? Like this is the last two years have been really um anomalies just especially covid year because we were mostly online but like this is really the first time since our first year that you're really hopefully going to get like a regular experience of what it's like to be a student athlete so just based off your expertise for those listening right now what would your advice be on how to really maintain a balanced student athlete schedule in the classroom and obviously on the court yeah so obvious like it's i think it's mostly time management as a lot of people know it's something you have to practice you can't just be good at it right away um also willpower is the second thing so some of the biggest distractions that i'm i'm prone to myself is obviously my phone like just uh i've deleted tiktok and 
uh, Instagram so I can have as minimal distractions as possible. Like I keep my contacting apps like uh, like Snapchat and uh, iMessage, obviously. Um, but aside from that, it's planning your days accordingly and creating time to do your schoolwork and do it well. Um, I can't stress this enough. Going to class is so, so important and not just going to class, but paying attention in class and trying to have focus in class. Uh, sitting in the front row, uh, if you're tall, definitely sit in the front row because especially with me with my knee problems like I <laughs> cramped up in any of the lecture lecture halls if I'm sitting anywhere without leg room so I, I pretty much have to sit in the front row which I think contributes to my success because being right in front of the professor right you have, it's it forces you to pay attention and also having everybody's laptops and business behind you uh allows for less distractions which is also uh useful um i hand take notes so i don't know if anybody else does like if you do that tejan but um sometimes i find i'm scrambling and i wish i wasn't taking hand taking like, yeah. uh, taking notes and i was just typing them up but uh i find actually writing them out helps me because i kind of have to like say it while i write it just because i write so slowly um yeah and yeah, time management. Like I, in the notes app on my phone, I list out everything. Like I have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday schedule. And I write down everything that I need to do every day in that. So today I'm pretty fortunate. I only have two classes and one of them's a practical combative. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, but um, I still have in my notes that from after this podcast is done until my first class i'm going to be working on uh my exercise management discussion posts and then after then i'm going to get ready to go to the my practice my class my practical and then i have practice right after so it's knowing that i have that right after so i bring my meal prep with me i uh eat that between class and practice hopefully and then uh Get ready for practice focusing on that and then once i'm done my recovery after practice i have time set aside tonight to work on my stuff and then get ready for tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be another busy day so planning ahead being mindful of everything you have to do it's challenging especially if you're forgetful like i am but writing it all down makes it easier to see and when you can check things off when you're done them it makes it more uh, like I guess rewarding because and makes it seem less daunting than just trying to think of everything in your head all the time and having your mind so busy that you can't focus or think so hopefully that helps some people it wasn't too long no I think no honestly it was that was very very well said honestly and I always like to end it but this year I always like to end it kind of with especially with older guys or older girls kind of give you like nuggets of like information just because I think it's always important for people listening to really take something from it. And we had a lot of good conversation this episode. So I'm really glad that we got to end off on that note. So with that said, Tom, I really, really appreciated you coming on today, man. We had a lot of great conversation. A lot of things I learned about you that I didn't know before. And I'm really thankful that you got the opportunity to share your story. I'm really excited for you to play, have another season, to see you guys play this year, excited to see your team. And just hopefully 
kind of being back to normal like we were our first year. So, Tom, really appreciate you coming on, bro. No, thanks for having me on, Tayshawn. It's my first podcast ever. I really enjoyed it. I was nervous before, but you made me You did a great job, honestly. You did a great job. I appreciate that. No doubt. And with that said, that is a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker. I want to thank my guy, Tom Ridley, for joining us. You can find the video version of it on YouTube and to the full internet all podcasting platforms.